بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم reaching the end of this most unique and mubarak surah Allah tabarak ta'ala just in the ayahs before had mentioned that ijazat that the people of iman are such that whenever they need permission then they will always ask لم يذهبوا حتى يستأذنوا they will never go on their own until they don't take permission this is the quality of iman and we explained yesterday in our time it is to take permission from shariat and not to be scared about it, but to put it front. The next verse, Allah Tawarukullah says, لا تجعلوا دعاء الرسول بينكم كدعاء بعضكم بعضا In the tafsir Nazm al-Durar, he explains that many different tarjumas, translations could be given of this verse. But following with the verses before it, a translation that comes out, a unique translation is, that the call of the Rasul of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, amongst you, Meaning when Allah's Nabi says do something, then do not make the call of the Rasul of Allah like how you make your own calls. That when a normal father says do something, then the son says okay just now. When the Rasul of Allah calls, that was in the life of Rasulullah wasallam. even a slight delay in obeying the call of Rasulullah wasallam was like kufr. But with the passing away of Rasulullah wasallam, the law now came on the shariat, what is called on the sunnah of Rasulullah What this ayat is going to imply now for us, for me and you is, that the honor that we have for the Qur'an and Kareem, and we say whatever Allah has ordered in the Qur'an we will do. At the end of the surah now Allah Taala is saying, similarly, the call of the Rasul of Allah wasallam, what we know as the sunnah, do not make this call like an ordinary call amongst you. Do not, do not give that sunnah a level that as though it is something small. It is not so important. Okay, I am listening to it, but not. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Let that time not come upon you, where a man sits on his sofa, reclining, and then a hadith is mentioned in front of him, that the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said so and so thing. And then that man says, but I don't find it in Quran. He says, yes, Qur'an, yeah. He says, what I find in Qur'an, I'll do. But what is not in Qur'an, and then he'll give an excuse. Perhaps he might give the excuse that Qur'an is well protected. But the words of the Rasul of Allah, sallallahu are not so protected. So this verse shows nothing like that, nothing like that, nothing like that. If man has to understand little bit about the protection of the sunnah, that what an amazing infrastructure Allah, sallallahu created. What minds were given to people to protect the sunnah word by word of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa We are the only nation, something out of the topic, but think about this, and you will understand how much of azmat was meant for this, that the call of the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa is not something small. Murana Sayyid Salman, Sulaiman Nadwi rahimullah, he was invited by a certain place to give some bayanat, and there were Muslims there and non-Muslims. So in that one juncture he gave certain bayanat which was then translated in English also in other languages. It was a unique book on explaining what is the sunnah or what is our relationship with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So a crux of what he mentioned and it's something to think about. He wrote that if you, anyone has to ask you who you know well, then, then normally then a person will say my father, my mother. Because that is the one is the one you grow up with, you saw them, you interacted with them, you joked with them. That is the one when they passed away, you really feel the gap. 
the husband to the wife, the wife to the husband. He said, but then when the questions are put forth, when the wife is asked that when your husband would wake up in the morning, what would he say? So immediately she will think, I can't remember any. I mean, what difference it makes? When the boy he said, your father on Monday, what he like to eat? So he says, I don't know, tea, whatever. He says, no, there must have been some special food on Monday he ate, Tuesday he ate. He said, I never really paid attention. When they would say, when you would go into the toilet, do you remember any act of his? He say, where I bothered? Coming out of the toilet. He said, okay, let's leave your father. Your grandfather, how much you know about him? He say, I know his name. More than that, he said, I hardly much left to ask my father. If your great-grandfather is asked, he said, there and there it stops. You might not even know the name after that. So within four generations, you know nothing of anyone. And your own man who you spend so much time, your father, 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 you hardly know anything of him. He says, but if I have to take you back 1,400 years, you know how many generations that is. And I have to ask you that a man came in an area where it was Makkah, Mukarramah, Medina, Munawwara. What do you know of him? So normally man will say, I don't know so much of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He will say, okay, let me ask you, when he would wake up, what he would do? He said, okay, I know that he would read this dua. When he would go to sleep, what he would do? He said, I know that he would put his hand on this side, he would sleep on his right. He would read this dua. He would dust his bed. Before entering the toilet, he would read this. Before, when coming out of the toilet, he would read this. Before eating, reading this. After eating, he would read this. He liked this food, he liked that food, he liked that food. In clothing, he liked to wear this, he liked to wear this clothing. He liked this turban, the length of his turban, the turban, the colors of the turban. His teeth were like this here, his nose was like this. He said, if you ask an alien to describe to you Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his own father, he will not give that description. He will explain the length of the nose, how broad the nose was. He will explain the shoulders, he will explain the hair, the length of the hair. He said, in the end of the day, if someone has to hear that description, he will say, did you see the man? And when you say no, it's impossible. He says, we are the only nation, no Christian can relate with Nabi Isa salam like this. No Jew can relate to Nabi Musa salam. Like our man came 1,400 years later. But the relationship he enjoys, because Allah, because Allah subhanahu ensured that the life of the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa word by word, sentence by sentence, was going to preserve time after time. So that when it reaches us today, as Quran is as fresh as can be, the Sunnah of Rasulullah is just as fresh. Abdullah bin Amr bin Aas radiallahu anh, he took out a pen. He wanted to start now, in that time they had their own pens, not like our pens. That every word of Rasulullah he will now record. So someone said to him, don't do this, because this is not Quran. The Messenger of Allah sometimes jokes also. Sometimes he speaks like how me and you, we speak with our family, we speak with a young child. He said, you're not supposed to record all of this. So he says, I asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him, record each and everything you hear. Every sentence, the joke of the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was shariat. Ulama have written from one one joke. He spoke to a young child. The child had a bird. The bird died. The child was sad. He spoke nicely as a joke to the child. He said, Ya Aba Umair, Ma Fa'alan Nuhair. That oh young boy, that bird, what happened to the bird? It was a joke. The boy laughed. 
From that ulama said over 30-40 masail were deduced from that one joke of Rasulullah Every, every word of his, every relationship with his wife, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha, they would ask her such intricate things, things which normally you will never ask a woman. But they were told that the private life of Rasulullah that must be made public to the world also. His private was public, his public was double public. Every sentence of his, every joke, every ada, every movement, every looking up at the sky, looking down, looking on this side, looking on that side. What was the reason why Allah subhanahu preserved it? And how He preserved it? He created men with such minds that they would remember one hadith of Rasulullah The need of preservation was such, they would not forget it till the end of their life. They just remembered it. What memories? Allah subhanahu did that so that the sunnah of Rasulullah will reach the ummah 1400 years fresh and fresh. Now when it reads so fresh, now is the demand on the other side. That the man who received it so fresh, he had to give it also that honor, as he would give if someone had to say this is Quran. In the time of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu a certain woman, she made fine her eyebrows perhaps. Because women like to look different. So either you make the eyebrow fine, or you make the teeth, and you start making gaps in, be- in between. A woman starts playing with her figure. So Abdullah bin, so bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu was told about this. So he says that she is cursed. And she is doing something which is against the commands of Allah. That woman was told, so she said, I have read Quran from page to page, beginning to end. And in it I did not find one command that said I can't do this. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu again was told, he said, had she really read Quran? Then she would have found that Allah, that Allah has ordered, مَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولِ فَخُذُوا that when the Rasul of Allah put something in front, grab hold of it. anhu, And he says, no. Immediately say, no way. Why this ayat came at the end of the surah? Because many laws, which are not mentioned so deep in Quran, you will find it in the sunnah. The law of the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law. The Quran so clearly did not mention it. Rasulullah wasallam, the sahabi radiallahu would come. He would say, O oh Allah's Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we go in and out of the house. So what is the law of brother-in-law, sister-in-law? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi said, Alhamu al-mawt. A brother-in-law is like death. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Verily Almighty Allah is aware of those people who duck and try to dive. In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa when the munafiq, the hypocrite knew, that perhaps, that perhaps, that perhaps I will be told to do something. So quietly, quietly, come into the back of the masjid and I'm out of the way. Allah subhanahu says, you think your Allah doesn't know. But in our time, when that law of shariat is put, then the man acts as though I never heard it. So Allah subhanahu says, Allah knows that those who are trying to hide behind, behind, look at the next now. فَلْيَحْذَرِ الَّذِينَ يُخَالِفُونَ عَنْ أَمْرِهِ Allah subhanahu says, those people, who go against the command of the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa They should have this fear. أَن تُصِيبَهُمْ فِتْنَةٌ That in this world they will get knocked, knocked with a major kal- kal- calamity. Oh, يُصِيبَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Worse than that, in the year after what calamity will come upon them. Regarding this brother-in-law, الْحَمُّ الْمَوْتِ One person wrote a unique inference and how he took out. 
He says, I so always hear this word, Alhamu al-Maut, that the in-law is like death. The brother-in-law is like death. The sister-in-law is like death. He said, but I always understood it and how it is understood in the what we call figurative state. Figurative state means Alhamu al-Maut, your brother-in-law is death. Meaning just like how you scared of death. Here also you must take your precaution. He says, but then in my life I saw an example where it was not only in the figurative sense. He said, I really saw Alhamu al-Maut. And then he writes a unique inference. Take lesson from this here. So he says that a time came in that area that he was, one boy who was, perhaps I think he had started working and he had just got married. So his mother now wrote a letter to him that your brother wants to come and study. But we don't like the university environment. So easier will be if he stays with you. So this boy did what he's supposed to do. First thing, ask permissions from Sharia. So he writes that he went to the scholar of the area and he asked. So the scholar said, but when you are working, then where will your brother be? So he said, he will either be in school, but he said, but if it's not time, he will be at home. He said, but then won't it happen that your wife and him will spend many a time together in the same house alone? So he, so he, so he said, yes. He said, how can you allow that? So the boy understood, he took it. And he went and he mentioned this to his friend. He said, I'm going to phone home and tell my mother, but she's not going to be very happy about it. So he said, his friend said to him, that if your brother gets married, will you ever think of doing evil with his wife? So he said, no. So he said, then, isn't it the demand of good opinion that if you yourself know you'll never do something with your brother's wife, then why are you thinking he'll do with your wife? Why you have bad thoughts about a Muslim brother? So he got shocked. But what it was that he knew what Shariat was. But what made more, appeased him more than he held on to it. He wrote back home also. His mother became upset when he tried to show, you know, it's difficult. And then finally he allowed his brother to come. So the brother stayed and he studied and it could have been years and years that went. And now the time came where he and his wife are even thinking that now he's going, going to graduate soon. We'll have to find for him. His own partner. So how many years passed like this? It has happened that during that time, one day when he was returning home, he saw one woman on the side of the road. And she was like screaming. So he stopped his car and he understood that this woman is on the verge of giving birth. So he helped her in and he took her to the hospital. Then he took her to the emergency ward. They took her in. She gave birth. And he phoned home. He said, nothing to worry about. I will be back after so and so hour. And it's not how normally a person when he does a good favor... Then normally like you think that I'll go, at least that person must know. Because while she's screaming, she doesn't know who he is. So at least if she knows, then she will thank him, she'll make dua for him. So he went and he asked the doctor how she's doing. Just when he walked in the ward, that woman pointed to him and she said, it's him, it's him. So he was shocked. Like he, he thought he'll get thanked the way she was talking as though she's angry. So the doctor took him one side and he said, there's nothing to worry about. It's just that there's certain laws in this country that if a woman gives birth, there has to be a husband. If there is no husband, it means it's adultery. And the punishment of adultery is very severe. When we ask the woman who's the father of the child, then she said, it's the man who brought me. So you. So the man said, I found her on the road and he started becoming upset. So he said, nothing to worry about. But because now she pointed it to you, just for the record, we will just do some tests. 
And the test definitely will show whether you the father, not the father. So no problem, they took the blood test and then they told him, we'll give you the results. He already knew he's innocent, so he never bothered him really. But you still will, but like edgy, agitated, angry, how could the woman do what she did? It just happened a few days later when they found, the doctor said to him, everything is sorted out that side. However, there were certain things in your blood that we picked up, which would demand that we call you back for more tests. So he got now worried now, that do I have cancer, what is wrong? So when he came and he's asking the doctor, he said, no, nothing major really, it's just that we want to do tests. Because this is a unique sickness that you have. So they did a couple of tests and then it was ongoing, coming and going, coming and going. And then the doctor would ask him about himself, his family, his children, a lot of questions. And one day while he was by the doctor, it happened that his brother phoned. And his brother had forgotten the key, so he was banging at the door. So he phoned him, so he's telling his brother, don't break the door, give me about half an hour, I'll be there. So the doctor asked him, who are you speaking to? So he said, my brother. So he said that, I wouldn't mind if you bring him also, to see if this thing moves in the family. So the brother was brought for the test, it was no big real issue. And then the time came when the doctor calls him, the doctor calls him now. now imagine this thing, he had already told his wife, that this doctor is playing games with me. Meaning he doesn't want to tell me what's wrong. So perhaps it's, I have some deadly disease. So the wife also was like ready. He called his children. He even wrote his wasiyat. He even made arrangements that if I'm going to die soon, then you got this, you got this, and what he put up. So when he came to the doctor, he told the doctor, whatever you tell me, I'm ready for it. I've already sorted out my family's issues. So the doctor just said to him that, you know, it's not easy to say, but what we picked up in your blood is, that you got a certain sickness that does not allow you to have children. So when I asked you and you mentioned your four child, children, I immediately knew something is wrong here. So I tested again and again. And then the day when you told me you got a brother living, that's why I asked for his test. The doctor was still going to tell him that his children. But before that the man who already said I'm prepared for anything, in shock he moved back. As he moved back, the whole chair stopped. So he banged his head, which took him into what we call a concussion. He was unconscious. Now look at the writer. Perhaps the doctor wrote this thing in the ending. Look at how he wrote it in what a word. He said, I always understood that hadith to mean in the figurative sense. Alhamu al-maut. That it's like death. He said, but when I saw the family, I found out after that about the man, he had brain damage. So he was dead. As for the woman, because she was a married woman, her penalty was going to be death. So she was, whether she was put in jail forever or she was given the real penalty, she was dead. And he said, as for the children, the boy was taken and he was left. But as for those four children, they had no mother, they had no father. He said, one command of the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he said, Alhamu al-Maut, the brother-in-law will bring death. He said, I never ever thought it meant this year. Death to the whole family it brought. When Allah said, فَلْيَحْذَرْ That those people who turn their, face, turn their faces from the command of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, at least let that, at least let that fear be, أَن تُصِيبَهُمْ فِتْنَةٌ That a calamity can come, up, come upon A man ate in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa with his left hand. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, eat with the right hand. 
So he said, I can't. One is a man is weak and he accepts some weak in front of the Shariat. Day in and day out he say, oh Allah, forgive. And bring me on to full sunnah. But pride in front of the word of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He said, I can't. What he meant, I can't, is my habit. The Sahabi radiallahu said, nothing stopped him except pride. So Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, okay, then you won't be able to also. The Sahabi radiallahu said, after that the right hand never lifted up. Paralysis grabbed it. It says, nothing stopped him except pride. The command was a small command, but what it was. Allah Tawarukala said, La tajalu dua rasul baynakum baynakum ka dua yibadikum bada. The call of the Rasul of Allah Sallallahu amongst you, don't regard it as something trivial. It is not like a man giving bayan his call. It is not like a father's call, a mother's call. This is the call of the Shariat. His every word, his every indication, when he said, Zin al and nazar, that the eye when it looks, that is also zina. And a man who likes to look, he might just joke at it. He might just laugh. He say, I know my limits. But in front of the word of Rasulullah don't do that. If the eye still looks, feel bad immediately. Understand. Do not show that I know and the hadith means this or the hadith means that. Or the hadith is not so authentic. Quran is authentic. Don't play games with the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every word of his, every command of his, every part of his chariot, take it to heart. Sometimes we make jokes and we don't understand that perhaps that joke hit on one wording of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa There was a certain command he had given, a certain muashara he had brought about. Our joke might show we like something else. Allah tabarakullah save us all. See we come up in a muashara custom. So sometimes when custom gets ghalba, it gets power over the mind and the heart of a man. Then when something is shown to him, it is not his custom. Then, then sometimes, example, the nature cannot manage it. So some foods we can't eat, but we know the Rasul of Allah ate it. So immediately I will never say, hey, the food is not nice. Rather I will feel shy and I will keep quiet. That I could not get my complete temperament like Rasulullah but I will never find fault with that food because I know if the Rasul of Allah likes it, that is the best of food. Similarly in the issues of nikah, how he gave instructions, some of those so practically we can't hold on to, but never joke. Among them one of the examples is the example of four wives. This is a command not only in the sunnah but in Quran it has been mentioned. And Rasulullah gave targheeb to Sahaba radiallahu He encouraged them to marry, to marry, to marry. He was not happy that someone stays not married. So if there was a woman not married, another married man was also told, get married to her. But because we never saw that muashara, we never saw that. So for me and you, we all know it's very hard to take a second wife. That is no problem. But the joke when someone does do it, at that time, that joke could be a joke on the Shariat itself. It's something to think about. And many a time we do make jokes. A second wife, and the amount of problems that will come. There was a time when I gave a bayan. So in the bayan I mentioned something about Patan. It was a joke and Patan means like the one type of Pakistani. Pakistani. 
And we all learn jokes in the beginning. When you were in Madrasa, we learned Mehman jokes and Surti jokes. So I gave a joke about a Patan. So one Patan man came to me. So he said, and what a thing he told me. He said that, what is the reason of this joke? So I said, no, I just learned it like that. He said, no, actually the joke was put in your mind. was put in your mind. was put in your mind. He said, when the British came, then one of the biggest fears they had to overthrow them was this group which we know today as Patan. They are Afghan. He said, to make the other people stay away from them. So many jokes were created that people regarded them as stupid. People regarded them as backward. And after he left then I started thinking, I said, in the Ahadith, after the Arabs, the greatest honor that is given is to this group of people who will come from Khurasan. And in Khurasan, when you look at where it is, in the ending you will say it is the land of the Patan. The greatest honor of jihad in the Ahadith after the Arabs, especially for the Hadith of the Hadith of Al-Mahdi radiallahu anh, is this group. But what I think he said, he said the joke was put in your mind. Similarly, second wife jokes. Perhaps we never made the joke, but somebody else brought it into our Mu'ashara. So many jokes, so many jokes, so many jokes, that when someone got married, immediately we knew the joke. So say, where the joke came, many a time it could be a joke from shaitan brought in. So to watch that our words should not go against the word of Rasulullah Sometimes we can't understand it, sometimes we're not according to it. But never ever make a joke and it could hit on the Sharia. Almighty Allah said, do not turn from the command of the Rasul of Allah. Have that fear, otherwise fitna, a problem, calamity can hit that individual. And it can hit him in a major way. Oh, you see, Bahum Adabun Alim, a terrible punishment can come on this individual. Allah ma samawati wal And then how the surah ends. Allah says, Allah. Allah normally is a word that wake up. But at the end of the surah is after all these commands, where you were told that entire issue. You explained the harms of zina and the punishment of zina. And thereafter you were told now how to work, to keep away from zina. So many guidelines were given. Weakness is with all of us. But pride must never keep. That I am right. Weakness is with all and we will carry on making dua. That oh Allah before I pass away let the whole sunnah come into me. Let me full mizaj of sunnah. Let me not die except that I come onto the whole sunnah. But with pride never ever give our own interpretation. Never ever laugh it off. Never ever say it's something small. Allah Taala says, Allah, listen well. Inna lillahi ma fi samawati wal ard. For Allah is whatever is in the heavens and the earth. But ya'lamu ma antum alayh. And verily your Allah knows what you are on. What you are on means your every action. Your every statement. Your every nature insight. Your every look, your every glance. If you are weak and you know you are weak, your Allah knows my servant regards himself as weak. And if you are proud, my Allah knows that he is acting too proud. Verily your Allah knows ma antum alay, what you are on, meaning your condition. وَيَوْمَ يُرْجَعُونَ إِلَيْهِ بِمَا عَمِلُوا Allah knows it. Allah knows it. And there are sometimes perhaps we don't even know it. And Allah says, and the day when you will be returned to him, 
on that day he will then inform you what you were on. This is something we will end the surah on this. Wallahu bikulli shayin alim and Allah knows everything. In the tenth juz the other day we were reading. So this one issue came. So this one issue came. In the tenth juz of the Quran Kareem, Allah Tawarukla speaks a lot of what is called nifaq. And we will end the discussion on this here. Just so that we make a lot of dua that Allah Tawarukla saves us from this. In the first juz of the Quran Kareem, after Alif Lam Mim, Allah Tawarukla speaks about, about three groups. One is the group of Iman and may Allah Fath make us all from that group. Then is the group of Kufr and a person knows a Kafir, a non-Muslim. Thereafter Allah Tawarukullah in detail spoke about Munafiqeen, hypocrites. Now a hypocrite, the main hypocrite, real hypocrite is example a Jew who said to destroy Islam, I will act like a Muslim. He's a real hypocrite. So that man, he himself knows he's zero. He knows he's not going to go Jannah. He is just acting 20, 30 years like a Muslim. Muslim. So that person, we don't have to worry about him. He knows he's going nowhere. He doesn't even think he got light. But then there's another group of the hypocrites. That group of the hypocrites we find in this verse of, verse of, verse of Quran, where Allah Tabarakallah speaks of a time where people will be, where people will be walking over the Sirat, meaning the bridge which goes over, over Jahannam, and then you get into Jannah. Because it goes over Jahannam, it means every person, that every single person will enter Jahannam. What it means, the arena of Jahannam. Because that line goes over Jahannam. So when that foot comes now, now it's going to be a very long road. The hadith explained, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Rasulullah how he explained it. He said, when you will come to that, then there will be certain Selected servants of Almighty Allah, like the speed of lightning, they will just cross. The Sahabi radiallahu said, what do you mean by the speed of lightning? He said, don't you see the eye just closes and opens? It's gone. Ramadan made dua for that also. He said, then there will be those people who will cross it like the fast winds. And then he spoke about people who will be like birds. Then he said, like a fast horse. Then like a fast man running. And then he said there will be certain people who as they are walking, 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 then their actions, it's like petrol now. The actions will come to an end, so there and there they'll just stop. Then he explained that there will be now people who will have to crawl now. And it could be months, it could be years. Just a punishment sometimes for a man will be the journey trying to cross over Jahannam to get to Jannah. Because the hadith explained that as he's moving, moving, there will be now hooks that will be moving. It will be dark. You will be hearing screams. Fire will be coming from the bottom and just going down. Then you will hear the wolves. It is among the people there will be those, it will just scratch them. Now imagine when that man gets that scratch, how scared he will become. I almost fell. But how many more I still have to go through? Another one is whizzing, another one. He said the hooks will have the command who you must grab and who you must just miss. For the one who is just missing, that will be his adab itself. One must be, the heart will come out. Another one. So the hadith mentioned that. But then Quran speaks about that as crossing that place, it is dark. Then every person, his iman will be his light for him. His iman will be his light. So there will be a group what is called Nifaq, Munafiq, who will have light. And that's why he will go on. 
That group of monafik will be a group who never knew they were monafik. Never knew means that in their life they had done a certain action because of which Almighty Allah said, you mock the chariot. You're not a believer. So he really will think I had Iman. So he'll come with his light and as he's walking off, suddenly the light will go off. So he'll scream to the one in front that says, hold on, I need your light. And Allah says, a veil will be put. It was this group that, that even Umar radiallahu there was a sahabi by the name, the name of Huzaifa bin Yaman radiallahu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave him the names of who are hypocrites in my lifetime. And he would keep the secrets of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi So Umar radiallahu every now and then would go and tell him that I'm not asking you for the name. But just tell me is the name of Umar there or not? Now why you would ask? The Tabi'i rahimullah says, comes in Bukhari Sharif, over 70 Sahaba radiallahu anhu I met. Every one of them had the fear of Nifaq. So in the month of Ramadan, where the end of the surah ends, that your Allah knows what you are on. And on the day when you return, He will inform you, there was an indication, don't think you know what you are. Now I mustn't think I know what I am. But so much of dua, that oh Allah, that Nifaq must not come. That one sentence must not come, that I love my life thinking that I had Iman. And suddenly at the time of death it was told, you thought, مَا أَنْتُمْ عَلَيْهُ Allah knows what you are on. وَيَوْمَ يُرْجَعُونَ إِلَيْهُ On the day that man comes, that to is Allah, that to is Allah, that to is Allah, فَيُنَبِّئُهُمْ بِمَا عَمِلُوا Then he will inform what you have done. وَاللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٌ You might think you knew about yourself. Allah says, Allah is the one who knows. So in the month of Ramadan, we make a lot of dua, this is one dua. That Allah protection from Nifaq. And death on true Iman. And to be made into the mold of Sunnah. That every word of my Nabi for me is like gold. And when I hear it, I really think somehow I must bring it into my life. And as long as I'm weak, I'll never justify my action. But I'll carry on saying, Oh Allah, make ma'afu'ala. In the barakah of this unique surah, May Allah tabarakala make the Islam of all. The surah is known as surah an-nur. May Allah tabarakala make us all munawar inside and outside. May Allah subhanahu give us fruitful love of Quran, beginning love, end love, end love. In the Chara of Nur, in the Chara of Nur al-Ibad, there's one hadith that is mentioned, mentioned, and we will end on this. A Sahabi radiallahu anh passed away. So it happened before Nabi sallallahu left for his ghazwa. The Sahabi radiallahu had a lot of love for Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Allah's Nabi had a lot of love for him. But he couldn't come now because he was very sick. So they went very far. This was the battle most likely of Tabuk. So they went into the lands of Sham. And then Allah's Nabi Sallallahu got the news that the Sahabi had passed away. So he also was heard that I could not be there for his janazah. So Jibrail wasalam said, we are going to bring the body here. So he comes in the words of the hadith that Jibrail made an indication with his wing. And like trees moved. Things just dropped. And the earth was like made flat. And the eye of Rasulullah was made like able to see right through. And there was the janazah. And Allah's Nabi then called the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. So first the angels came. And it was an entire majma of angels first. Angels first. Angels first. Thousands of angels. And Sahaba radiallahu anhu joined. And Allahu Akbar was made for Allahu Akbar janazah took place. 
There is a unique thing in Islam that what a janazah this was. So at the ending, Nabi Sallallahu just asked this question, that on what did he attain this? That what a janazah for him, that the earth actually gave him. The trees moved, the mountain dropped. So unique Jibrail alayhi salatu wasalam said that he had a lot, he had a lot, he had a lot of love for Kul Huwallahu Ahad. He said whenever he thought he read the surah, he loved the surah. He said, so the surah said, oh Allah, he loves me, I ask you to make him your beloved. So to reach is very easy also and to fall is also very easy. In the month of Ramadan, make a lot of tuah. That Allah, Tabarukullah, make us reach, never ever make us fall. Wa akhiru da'wana. Thank <laughs> you.